The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill here. So we are so excited. We were ranked in the top 196 out of 47,000 podcasts. So this Meet the Mentor interview that we're doing on my Instagram Live will become a podcast next week. It will also be on the Leap uh, website. So you can see it there. You can watch it now or you could share it with your friends. Um, Leap Week 2020 will be July 19th to the 25th at the beautiful UCLA campus. We are going to have an amazing lineup of speakers, some really, really cool people. I'll just give you a preview. Um, Get the book, The Three-Minute Rule. Brent is going to be speaking at Leap this year. It's an amazing way to pitch or sell pretty much anything. Um, Christian Slater said he's coming. Uh, Victoria Beckham told me she would speak if she's in town. Uh, So it should be amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, So I have to give a little story before I introduce my friend Al here. I was asked by Paul Revere Middle School to come and do a presentation on vaping. What do I know about vaping? Nothing. So I start doing research and there happened to be an article in the LA Times about vaping and they mentioned Al and his company. So I contacted Al and instead of getting blown off like I thought was going to happen, the guy ended up being amazing. We become great friends and he really helped me develop a killer presentation. So together we went, we spoke at Paul Revere Middle School. Now, I don't do this as a profession. He does. I'm available for any schools in the LA area. If you want me to come and speak, I would be happy to come and speak about vaping because it is a very, very serious epidemic in our country today. And I think the biggest problem is that students really don't know the dangers. So because of the introduction I got from Al, I was able to learn a lot about this and I think we've come up with some really, really innovative ways to teach students how to avoid getting caught in this trap. Um, In addition, Al has an amazing business. So let me read his bio and I'll introduce you to him. This is Al, say it again. Radicky. Radicky. It's a really unusual spelling because it starts with an H. Um, He's president of Impact Canine Solutions. Al has been a professional in the field of narcotics and canine detection for over 14 years. He's trained and managed numerous dogs and dog teams in his career while building one of the most successful canine companies in the U.S. He owns and operates Impact Canine Solutions, ICS. It's a license registered by the United States Department of Justice, Drug Enforcement Administration, and is used for security in multiple places and schools, private schools, youth detention centers, and treatment facilities. He's also presented and trained thousands of school staff, parent groups, as well as student groups on the dangers of substance abuse and abuse with an emphasis on the vaping epidemic. Um, His presentations are interactive, informative, and incredibly fun to listen to. He's really great at it. If you want to get more information, you go to at Impact Canine, I-M-P-A-C-T-C-A-N-I-N-E, and his website is www. 
impactcanine.com. Al, thank you. No, thank you for having me. For being here. Um, so we went and gave this presentation, and he was generous enough to come and meet with me prior to that and kind of bring me up to speed. I mean, I am a dentist, but I didn't know that much about vaping. And uh, to be honest with you, I was shocked. So first of all, how did you build your whole business with with, with canines and, and everything? And then how did that lead into vaping? Yeah, so, so the canine side of the business, I started that uh, about eight, almost nine years ago. And uh, right after I started the canine side, which uh, we, we go into uh, schools, detention centers, and treatment facilities, and also businesses um, look for any contraband on, on campuses or in the facilities. When I started that business um, about nine year, eight, nine years ago, uh, right after I launched that, I, I realized real quickly with all the stuff we're finding in schools that we needed to create some form of education piece for parents and staff and uh, to help them understand what we're seeing on campuses, especially parents, right? Because parents are very naive on what kids are doing because they're out of the loop. And so how do we bring them into the loop, right? So, so we started a, um, uh, an education side and I started out doing some presentations on just overall drugs and, and then uh, started narrowing it down to what we're seeing on campuses, whether it's marijuana, alcohol, um, Xanax, is a real big problem uh, in prescription drugs. And, uh, and so then I uh, started presenting at high school levels and middle school levels to the faculty, and then we brought in the parents. And then when we brought in the parents, they were very like, wow, this is unbelievable. How do we get our kids involved, right? So I started that piece about six years ago. And then when, when vaping became such an epidemic, we started realizing that we're finding so many vapes, whether it's marijuana vapes, nicotine vapes um, in schools, I realized, boy, we really need to learn more about this. Now, Ken, I, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to tell somebody smoking, like they just stink, right. like cigarettes. Vaping, no. I, you know, and I've told parents, if you walk into your 16-year-old son's bedroom and it smells tutti-frutti, he's not wearing tutti-frutti cologne, no. right? He's vaping. And, you know, can the dogs smell that, these pods and all that? Yeah, so it's interesting because because uh, parents ask that all the time. Like, and even in school, when, when we're uh, talking about the program, they're like, well, can the dog actually smell this? Absolutely, the dog 100% can identify that. Um, even though it's, it doesn't smell like marijuana or nicotine or anything like that, the dog's nose is about 5,000 times stronger than yours and mine. However, they, they are able to differentiate all the odors and separate them. So it makes it very easy for them. And, and when you bring these dogs, are these your dogs that you're bringing into the school or the place? Or are you also training people's dogs for them so they have dogs that can do this. Yeah, no, we, we don't train dogs for other people. These are our dogs. So they're yours. Yes, and our dogs. And you have how many? Uh, we have four canine teams going just in Los Angeles uh, alone every day to schools. And that means that they're, they're going to usually between three to four schools a day per team. Uh, so our, our dogs are on usually at least 10 to 12 campuses wow. every single day uh, here in L.A., and if you're a parent watching this, um, I'm going to run through the presentation that Al and I did at Paul Revere Middle School. 
just to kind of give you an idea of how we started. So I took a very novel approach and I think it it was good that I wasn't in this world and didn't know that much about it because I looked at it with fresh eyes. And basically what I did is I showed a picture of a $23 million Bugatti and I showed it to the kids and they all oohed and odd. And I said, if somebody were going to give you this car and the only stipulation was that it's the only car you would ever get for the rest of your life. Would you take it? Of course, they all say yes. I said, would you put acid in the gas tank? And they're all, no. Would you rub sand on the paint job? No. Would you put toxic fumes in the air? No. And then I said, why would you do this to your body? Silent, right? And then Al gave me some great slides, and I took some slides from medical research showing the kids all the horrible things that this does. And unbelievably, a lot of these kids really think vaping is not even dangerous. They think it's safe. Yeah, most most kids actually think it's just (coughs) harmless water uh, vapors with some flavors in it. They don't even realize that there's actual chemicals involved. Uh, Meaning nicotine is one of the most addictive chemicals in the world. More people are addicted to nicotine and than anything. And the pods that they're smoking, when they take a, 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 a jewel pod, that pod is the equivalent of a whole pack of cigarettes with nicotine. And the kids, especially when you add flavors, and the, they don't even realize it. Nicotine is one of the most addictive drugs in the world because it basically gives you two completely separate kinds of effects. Immediately, it will relax you. But that's very temporary. As soon as that relaxation is done, you're agitated. And the only way that you can relax again is to... Vape a little more. Vape a little more. And so you start this continuous cycle. And if a kid starts vaping on a regular basis for two to three weeks, they are usually hooked for life. Absolutely. Uh, usually addiction. In the first week they're vaping, they're vaping for fun, right? Because they're not addicted to it. They're, they're, there's no tie with it. It's just cool. It's a new uh, device that they have. It's modern. It looks sleek. They're trying it. They're having fun with their friends. By week three and four, they're not vaping because it's fun anymore. They're, well, it is fun for them, but they're vaping for the need. They become addicted that quickly. Just like you said, one pod of a jewel is equivalent to a pack of cigarettes worth of nicotine. Yeah, and then they go to parties and they have like a contest to see who can get through a pod faster. So a kid will maybe do like two or three pods in an hour. Yeah, I was, I was just at a, a, a girls' school speaking to uh, some freshman girls, and they mentioned that they were at a party, and uh, two young men were having a contest see who could vape a jewel pod in an hour. And I said, well, what um, happened to them? And they said, well, they got sick. Why? Because nicotine poisoning. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that kids are doing that. It's crazy that we even sell any of this. But it's just beyond me. So if you're a parent, I have something I'd like to share with you. You can... Test your kids, and I would do it on a weekly basis, and I'll tell you why. Not because you don't trust them, but because you love them. And I'll tell you the other reason that's even better. It gives them a great alibi. If you're with your friends and they're like passing around a jewel, you don't want to not be cool. Like you don't want to say no, like I'm in your... 
But if you say, hey, look, I can't do that because my parents drug test me every week. And if I come up positive, I'm going to get grounded or I'm going to get my car taken away. What It gives them a great out. It gives them a great alibi. Absolutely. And, and when you when you test uh, for nicotine, let's say, it'll, it'll stay in your system for about 10 days. So you have about 10 days to, to be able to identify that. And like you said, the biggest thing is it gives them an out with, with their friends. It says, hey, you know, I can't do this because I get drug tested. Right. Right. One thing I want to talk to you now, this is a completely different track. This is a business thing. So, you know, I always like to do these because I want to teach students things about business. You didn't start this business with vaping in mind. Not at all. Not at all. You know, but one of the key components to having a successful business is being able to evolve. You know, Cher retires every year. She has the big like retirement tour, right? (laughs) Right, right. And then she comes back, a whole new Cher, right? So your business was around before vaping was even a thing. Let's talk about how you took that, your core business, Uh and then transitioned it into a business now that really is, you know, the focal point is anti-vaping. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you have to either evolve or you fall to the side. Yeah, wait, let's just start from the beginning. Yeah. How did you start with the whole canine thing? The whole canine thing. Well, obviously, as a kid, I grew up in a little farm town in Colorado, so I grew up with dogs. I always loved dogs. And then um, a number of years, uh, when I first moved out here to California, I moved out here when I was 22 years old and uh, I went to school out here. And then I was given an opportunity to work with, with some dogs, right? And, uh, and then, lo and behold, that led me into another field of uh, working with uh narcotics canines and uh, given the opportunity with that. Uh, and so I did that for many, many years. And then I, I decided it's time for me to do my own, right? And and uh, so I launched Impact Canine Solutions and, uh, and because I felt there was such a need at schools to build identify. So how did you start it? You you Now you already had the experience on how to train dogs. Mm-hmm. So you got a few of your own dogs and trained it. And then you went out to schools and said, hey, yeah, so so uh, I was fortunate enough to know a few people within schools and and uh, at at a couple of big uh, unified school districts, and uh, I pitched it to them, and um, and they said this is a great idea. Uh, let's bring canines in, and uh, and that's how it all started. It started with one school. And so, are these public schools or private schools? So I started out uh, with with a couple uh, unified school districts, and uh, by myself, right, and then. Um, and then after the first year, it was such a success. And in, in the education field, a lot of administrators know other administrators, and then the word traveled. And uh, by year two, I had tripled in size. And are you still reaching out to schools, or is it now something where, like, schools are just referring you to from other schools and you don't really have to muster up the business? Well, I think I think you're always trying to market, you know. And, and uh, But I do get reached out to by a lot of schools now. Um, and, and again, we do private schools, public schools. And, and when you go into a school, what exactly happens? You just take the dogs yeah. up and down the halls, you go through the classrooms and like a kid sitting there all of a sudden like, ah, 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 and they're like, and the kid's like sitting there sweating bullets and then you send them home or yeah, what? No, no. So, so our canines, they're, they're a single purpose dog. So we only use floppier dogs like Labradors. So, right. so they're non-aggressive. They're not intimidating. And right. when we go into schools, we go in with, with, and meet with the administrator first, right? And then with the administrator, uh, then we go out and, and we can either check lockers, 
vehicles or classrooms. And uh, most of the time, we, we because lockers are really being done away with in schools. Um, a lot of schools don't use lockers anymore. Most kids really? Don't. Most kids use backpacks, and that's it. And and uh, keep everything in their backpacks. And so a lot of schools are going away from lockers. Okay. Uh, and and so um, so at any rate, we we then um, we'll be with the administrator, and uh, we pop into just random classrooms, and um, no rhyme or reason, just walking down a hallway. Let's uh, go into this classroom and, and check it. You know, and so at that point, we'll just uh, um, ask the kids to go ahead and stand up and, and uh, step out. We'll check the, the bags that are uh, laying on the floor. and, and um, Okay, so when the dog finds a bag that uh-huh. definitely has bad stuff in it, what happens? So the dogs are uh, um, not aggressive. Uh, honeybreed dogs. Yeah, they're not going to bite the right, kid. Right, <laughs> exactly. And so, so they're, they're focus alert. So when they alert to a backpack or a purse or any article that smells of one of the odors they're trained to detect, mm-hmm. they will just sit and stare at it. And that's our oh, indication that, that there's an odor there. You cannot pull them off of it. Is boom. Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm staring at this bag or this vehicle, and this is where the odor's coming from. Okay. And, and so here's the, the fold behind it is, is uh, the first time usually we go into schools that have never had a canine program. You end up, um, you know, catching a, a, a lot of kids, right? Yeah, right. So, and the whole goal is is to decrease that number, right? Right, 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 right. Make, Help the kids make better choices right. of what they're bringing to school, what their activities are. And usually by two or three visits in, the kids get it, you know? And, and they're like, man, I'm not taking that stuff to school or I'm not holding that for my friends. I'm not using that, you know? Because uh, here's the other thing. If the dog alerts, does that necessarily mean something's in there? Not always. What it means is there's an odor left right, behind. Right, right. So if you, when you do find a backpack and then you have the kid open it uh-huh. and then you see all this contraband right then what happens well at that you point call the parents well at that point it's up to the school how they want to handle it you just turn our job is done as as the canine company as impact canine solutions we step away and it's up to the school how they want to handle it and oftentimes what will happen is is um you know a little disciplinary action but most importantly a call home to the parents and and letting the parents know what was found and even if nothing is recovered but there's an odor there the school will still call home and let the parents know, like, hey, the canine was on campus, alerted to your uh, son or daughter's uh, belongings. Nothing was there. However, there's probably an odor left behind. Right. And so at that point, it's a great conversation piece for the parents to talk to their kid about what they're doing, what they're engaging right. in. Interesting. So interesting. So one of the final components of this whole thing was, you know, I really wanted a way for students to help other students. You know, kids don't want to snitch on each other. I get it. You know, I didn't want to snitch on my friends. But are you a good friend if you have a friend that that's seriously ruining their life and you just sit there and watch it? No. So, you know, the American Sign Language Institute has this thing called See It, Say It, Sign It. And we kind of took a play on that. We said, see them, save them. And at the Paul Revere Middle School, we set up an anonymous hotline where students could say, hey, look, I'm really worried my friend Joey is, you know, vaping like nonstop. And the crazy thing is within a week of doing this, we had almost 30 kids report their friends. And the principal of the school said, you know what, 15 of them were like, yeah, duh. (laughs) You know, we, we knew. The other 15, the school had no idea. So if you're a student watching this and you have a friend who's really ruining their life with this, you're not a good friend if you don't do something. And you can do it in an anonymous way. I mean, be creative, figure out, but make sure that somebody who's responsible for that student 
is able to help them because it literally can ruin somebody's life. You know, people keep saying, oh, but it's so much safer than cigarettes. Really? How many people do you know have died from cigarette smoking? I, and I don't mean like like lung cancer when they're 80 or 90. I mean, like have only been smoking for a year or two and died of it. Zero. 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 How many kids died of vaping in the last three months? Over 50. Over 50. Why? Because the ingredients in those vapes were never meant to be vaped. And it, what's even worse is that when you're under 21 and you can't buy the legal stuff, which is good, which still kills you, you buy the illegal stuff, which has even worse things in it. And one of the most dangerous components is vitamin E. And kids look at it like, oh, vitamin E is in there. Well, vitamin E is good. Well, yeah, it's pretty good on your skin, not in your lungs. And it's literally killing kids. I mean, imagine being a 19-year-old and having to have a trach in your throat for the rest of your life. It's happening. Don't vape. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Vitamin E acetate is the new ingredient that they're linking to all the lung ailments. Um, what did we have just a month ago? A 16-year-old boy had to have a double, double lung transplant due to vaping. Yeah. I mean, it's not safe. It's not smart. It's not fun. Don't do it. And if you want to have me come to your school in the L.A. area, I'm happy to. Al travels the country, and you can reach him best through? Well, uh, www.impactk9.com, our website, and, and just email the link to that, and, and uh, that'll get a hold of me, and, and I'll reach back out to you. I will tell you that when we went and spoke at Paul Revere Middle School, we spoke to 2,400 kids personally. I got over 500 DMs on my Instagram from kids, all positive, all saying thank you. Many of them telling me very, very heart-wrenching stories how they actually had older siblings that they got to stop vaping and doing that. So please, please, please be smart about this. And if we can help in any way, let us know. I'd be happy to help in any way we can. All right, Dr. Bill, over and out. Thank you. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.